then you've really got the basis done because oftentimes people don't know on Apple Podcasts, the name and the author are really the only two things that, that are searched. The description on Apple Podcasts is not even a search topic, but other things search the description like Google and Google Podcasts and other platforms. You are listening to Podcast Insider hosted by Mike Dell, Todd Cochran, and Mackenzie Bennett from the Blueberry team bringing you weekly insights, advice, and insider tips and tricks to help you start, grow, and thrive through podcasting, all with the support of your team here at Blueberry Podcasting. Welcome. Let's dive in. This is Todd Cochran, CEO and co-founder of Blueberry. And I'm Mike Dell, VP of Customer Relations here at Blueberry. Today, we're covering the best way to start your podcast, everything you need to do before hitting record, and after you published your first episode. So, Mike, our topic of the day is the best way to start a podcast. And, you know, you and I started and sometimes we've stopped a few over the years. I'm the king of stopping podcasts after a short time. So, fortunately, I only have one that uh, his so-called pod faded and it was just really from a lack of time. But, you know, I think today is what we really want to focus on as we're as we're getting as a podcaster is getting ready to start a podcast. And some of you that are listening to the show already have a podcast, but maybe this is the advice you can give to someone that you know that's thinking about starting a podcast. I always, you know, as I talk to podcasters today, I always talk about what's the goal. And, you know, is the goal of the show that you're going to do, is is it going to be number one? Is it going to be for you to advance? Is it going to be to promote a topic? Is it going to be, you know, what is the goal? And the goal will often lead to helping come up with that, that show name, you know, if that show name is going to be the, you know, the Todd's talk hour, or if it's going to be the Todd self-help hour, whatever it may be, whatever the goal of that show is, if the goal is to provide help, you know, maybe the self-help show is the right name, but I think it's often important to figure out the goal and also what the topic's going to be. We always said at the beginning of podcasting, it was always, you got to be passionate about what you're talking about. Well, yeah, that's true to a point. The thing is, is you don't want to pick a topic just because you think it's going to be popular and it's really not something you want to talk about over time. You know, if you want your show to last, you want it to be something that you know you're going to be interested in long into the future. Like this show's about podcasting. We're all passionate podcasters here. And getting people started in it and helping them out and all that is is our goal, our topic that we always want to cover here. But it's it's a little harder, you know, make sure that it's not something that you're going to get bored with. But if it does, you, you know, we can pivot. But, uh, you know, for longevity, I think, you know, making sure it's something you're going to want to talk about over the long term. You know, and the title of that show should be pretty concise. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's gotta be something that people are going to potentially search for, you know? So it's the title of the show has to be related to the content of the show. And then again, if you tie in the goal of what that show is going to accomplish, I think they're going to be in the sweet spot, but at the same time, you probably don't want the topic of the show to be how to pour concrete footers for homes. You probably, that that's probably not, that's not a good that, title. <laughs> it's a, not a good title. 
but it has to be, again, something concise. And the best way I think about it too is, is if you're thinking about doing a show and let's just, you know, we'll use the word entrepreneur because that is a word that's, you know, being heavily used in the podcasting space today. You know, if you want to do an entrepreneur show, that's great. But what type of entrepreneur show? Then maybe entrepreneur is not the word that you actually want to use. Maybe it's a subset of the word. And it's hard you know, to spell. I, I, <laughs> it's true. So I always, you know, I, I think Google is your friend here where you go out and, and you Google some titles and see what comes up because, you know, there are, even though today there is so-called 4 million podcasts out there, there's really only about 400,000 that are currently active. So you want to be able to find a name that's really going to describe what that podcast is so that when people are searching for that, they have a very clear and concise idea you know, what this podcast is about. Yeah. Well, just simply in a name. Yeah. One of the, one of the best places to look up specifically podcast names is go over to podcastindex.org and you can search for just a title and you can see if somebody is already using it or if it's been used a bunch of times, you know, so you really want to make sure that you're not going to get confused with a show that either pod faded or, or is active. That's even worse. You know, two shows with the same name is, confusing, you know, and it doesn't help you any in the Google search either. And it, and it actually may run afoul of trademark. Yeah. Depending so on what to, it is. So. Yeah. So if a show's active and being actively produced, they may have filed a trademark for their show. So you have to be, you have to, and you say, how am I going to find a name? Believe me, you'll find a name. But the second part of this really ties into that, that searchability of the show. So if you're going to do a podcast that as you name it, you can find a domain that's related to that, that naming that's similar. And again, today there is multiple levels of top level domains. There's .coms, there's .co, there's .show. Um, there's no .podcast, sadly, because I think that'd be a great one for everyone yeah, to use. But, but there's .net, there's lots of different extensions but I think you also have to be careful because a lot of people kind of run home to mama and always put in such and such dot com and really don't think about those subdomains. So if you can find a dot com that goes along with that show name, I think it's it's uh, money well spent to reserve that, even if you aren't completely locked in to the show name. So so much doesn't snag that domain name. And again, and then, the shorter the domain name, the better. Yeah. And also make sure it's easy to say. You know, on the because you're going to be saying it on your show, like we say, podcastinsider.com. That's pretty easy to spell, pretty easy to say, and people will remember it. Yeah, same thing with me, newmediashow.com, geeknewscentral.com. You know, that was, and the show that I had that podcast in was podcastlegends.com. So, real easy to kind of remember. But again, associate domain with the name isn't really important. You know, I, I had a friend that started out right at the beginning of podcasting, and he had his first show was called the Procrastacast. Now try spelling that. The Procast. <laughs> Pro I, I would okay. He said I called it what? Procrastacast or something. See that? See, see that we are, we're already confused. Yeah. So don't make it too fancy. Yes. You don't want it to add confusion. Something's hard to say. 
or spell definitely is an issue. Yeah, and the word podcast after it. So, like, you could say you're doing a business show about the septic pumping business, for instance. Right. So, you you know, if you type septicpumping.com, it's probably taken. But you could do septicpumpingpodcast.com. It's still easy to say. It'd be a weird show, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, but it is still a little <laughs> bit on the long side, if yeah. you can. And, and you know, the, we've seen throughout the years where a show has come in, it would be like the example, the, the Apple podcast by Mary Jane Smith. That, that was the name of the, you know, it would be, a, it'd be the topic in front with the person's name at the end. And that might be a way to break your show out. But again, finding a domain name that's going to go along with that might be a bit of a challenge. So again, just do research, yep. take some time, uh, you know, and what I often do is I just do a, a list. I just open up a doc. And just make a bunch of names and then kind of go look what's available and see which one makes the most sense. But again, try to tie it together. And being that you are going to know your topic and you're going to know your goal, then really it, what Mike and I are describing here is going to make it much easier for you to come up with your list. Because we're just kind of ad hocing here things that we're, you know, we're trying to give you some Examples. descriptions. <laughs> but again, I think you're going to have... Uh, a much higher luck with you by yourself. Just, you know, and another thing too is be careful who you tell. Cause oftentimes I'll see on Facebook uh, pages where, and I've seen this happen before where someone says, I got an idea for a show and, and it explain a paragraph about the show. And then all of a sudden someone's hijacked that idea. So be careful to share your show idea with someone that you trust. And again, when you go out there doing that research, two or three domains that you may purchase that you may never use might be an expensive investment. Even if you don't let those renew when it gets time later down the road, grabbing a couple at eight bucks a piece uh, might be a smart thing to do if you're undecided sure. and, it's, and you start publicly talking about your show. And, and, of course, domain name. and of course, I want to point out here that we do highly suggest when you're starting a show to get the domain name for it, whether you use yeah. it or not at that point, but, you know, of course, if you're doing it the way we like to do it, uh, you're going to use it with a WordPress site. So after you've come up with that great name, you've come up with a great description. And again, two or three sentences should be enough to describe your show. And again, spend time on that, on that description. Then you've really got the basis done. Because oftentimes people don't know on Apple Podcasts, the name and the author are really the only two things that, that are searched. The description on Apple Podcasts is not even a search topic, but other things search the description like Google and Google Podcasts and other platforms. So you have to have a great description to go along with a great title of a show. But one thing that you'll want to think about then next is the artwork. Yes. And it's very important and it's it's not that picky tech wise, but it's just a little bit picky. The artwork, and we'll talk about the text back in a minute, but I think your artwork should be something that, and I and I highly encourage you to go look at any podcast directory and look at like the top 200 shows and just look at their artwork and see what stands out. 
And the thing that really stands out on most artwork, in my opinion, is a clear and concise title where you can see the title of the show and something that infers what the show is about. You have to be careful because people are going to look at that for two or three seconds and maybe make a quick judgment that, hey, I want to check this show out just because of the artwork. There is lots of places to get artwork created. I'm not artistic at all. I'm not going to make any specific recommendation because there's lots of places. But I will caution you if you do go out and use some of the more inexpensive artwork creation sites somewhere where you pay someone, you have to be really, really careful about your artwork graphics. Yes. Because if you don't want to get a copyright violation by using someone that's reutilizing art, uh, so be very, very careful on who you pick and who you deal with. If you decide to have someone create your artwork now, most artwork creators, at least that I know of in the United States, charge about $300 to create artwork. Now, there's those other places you can go and get stuff created much cheaper. But again, caution, Will Rogers, you know, you got to be careful <laughs> on, again, where that artwork is. And if my advice always is, is try to see if you're on, not artistic like me, sketch something out of what your artwork is going to look like. And then when you get ready to have it produced, a 1400 by 1400 pixels square. Mike, you know, what's your experience with artwork? Well, again, that 1400 by 1400 is actually just my recommendation. That's the minimum size. And the reason that's good is it, it makes the file smaller. It makes it load faster and, and all that good stuff. Now, you can go up to 3,000 by 3,000, but think about it. Even on the biggest cell phones, your artwork shows up by, you know, like an inch and a half by an inch and a half. So the quality is not, you don't, don't get crazy about the quality uh, because it's not, I mean, quality content and make it look as good as you can, but 1,400 by 1,400 is plenty. 3,000 by 3,000, you could blow it up to billboard size and it would probably still look pretty good. <laughs> but one of the big mistakes I, f I see in support here is people will upload an image that is like eight megabytes. It's just huge. It looks wonderful. And you could, you know, like I said, you could make a billboard out of it, but you, you got to also take into account file size. This is a, an internet thing and most people are on their phones so it doesn't have to be big it's file size wise it should be kind of small you know i'm kind of on the geeky side of this stuff so you know i don't want to bore you with all the geekery if you need help with your artwork i could sure help you out there's sites like fiverr that's the one that uh, a lot of people use and again i yeah. caution yeah you know, just be careful a, with that <laughs> yeah and again you've got the ability to do your own and I, I made my own artwork in the beginning and it was pretty horrible, <laughs> um, but I was not, I'm not artistic at all. I draw stick figures, but I try to keep my, my album art as they call it, or your show art. I, I try to keep it below about 500 K. I try to keep the size at, at around, around 500 K. So get that artwork created. And yeah. again, this can be a work in progress. The artwork is not required to get started, but we highly recommend to have the artwork ready when you're getting ready to start mm -hmm. your show. But once you've got a title, domain, and your artwork figured out, 
it can be time to set up your hosting account. And if you're hosting at Blueberry, obviously we allow you during that process to create a free WordPress site. So you really have a couple of options. You've got the ability to uh, just have a dedicated landing page at Blueberry. You have the ability to get a free WordPress website that we include with every hosting plan. Or if you have your own WordPress site already, you can use our plugin PowerPress. But the key here is, is if you so decide to have a dedicated website, which we again, highly recommend. And here's really the reasoning behind the, the thought of having a dedicated website and why we give all of our customers a free WordPress site. It's really kind of the best in class option because it's going to give you the best SEO, the best Google results over time. But maybe you're going to say, oh, that's too much, Todd. I, I don't want to do that. That's okay too. If you're not ready to get to that point, you can definitely just have a dedicated landing page at Blueberry. And then if you want later to graduate into a WordPress site, you can. But if you do decide to set up your own website, in which design is crazy, we're not going to get into that in this episode. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's there's really, just too many options. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just start out simple. And any of the WordPress default themes will work. And again, you can always pick one later. And the thing I like about those default themes is it's pretty simple. You put in the site title, you maybe put in a little description, and really it, it doesn't take too much, maybe under half hour to kind of configure and maybe put a little color in and they'll have a chooser there where you can actually pick the colors and, um, and maybe you want to make that match your, your cover art. So maybe you've already got some starter colors because you've done your cover art. Don't go too crazy, but just do the basics, get things up where you're not cringing when you look at it. But at the same time, <laughs> a basic design is okay. Yeah. One, and, one of the, one of the big things that stop podcasters or potential podcasters from starting is, you know, paralysis by analysis. So they want everything just so perfect and, you know, it, it's better to get started and then tweak afterwards. So, you know, again, with WordPress, what's great about WordPress is all your content's in there. You could switch themes and all the content's still there. Right. So you can redesign on the fly, you know, find another theme you like or, you know, hire someone to, to do it. Now, be careful when you're hiring someone to do a website for you. Some web designers say, well, you should really be on Wix or you should really be on, you know, some other platform. Don't let them move you from WordPress if you're doing your if, podcast from there. <laughs> yeah, if you've already started, yeah. and then talk to our team before you make yes, that move. Definitely. But backing up a little bit, though, one thing to think about and it's something I've told content creators for many, many years is you record your audience for your show and you write for Google. Yeah. Your, your website's not going to be like this mecca of traffic immediate, unless you're already pre-established and have had a website for many years. Maybe you've already got a mailing list. But you, if you're starting brand new, this is a place to build upon. And what you're really doing is you're saying, I'm hanging my shingle out. I've started a new show. You're still going to tell people, go to Apple, go to Spotify, you know, go to the different locations, Amazon, all these different locations where your shows are going to be consumed to find and subscribe to your show. Your website ultimately is going to be the place where you can, again, build your brand, start your mailing list, all these things to help build your show over time. 
Rome wasn't built in a single day. Your podcast, your website will not be built in a single day either. So that's why we say maybe use the default template, just kind of get it up, get it working. But the main thing is if you decide again to do the WordPress route is that from the time you post your first episode, you start building credibility on your own website and building your brand on your .com. If you're not ready for that, don't worry, no pressure. You can still use the landing page at Blueberry. And if you, again, if you've already got a WordPress site of your own, that's where your show should live, especially if the topic matches the website that you already have. And you can just add PowerPress to it. And the integration is quite a beautiful thing. Yeah, and we'll help you out for sure uh, if you're hosting with us. Uh, we do Zoom calls a lot and support Dave and I. So we can uh, we can certainly help you add WordPress to your existing or add PowerPress to your existing website. So with that comes really getting your word your RSS feed set up. And really, if you set if you're on WordPress and you set up PowerPress, your feed will be set up. Yes. And if you're on Blueberry and you're doing your just a, a basic page, the simple fact that when you create your new show by entering your title, your description, your artwork, you've got about 90% of the stuff done. You may want to go back in and add your author and where the show originates and some of those things, but those are all in the managed show area on Blueberry if you're hosting your show at Blueberry.com. If you're doing on your own WordPress site, then that's within the settings of PowerPress where you add that metadata to kind of refine everything that's going to be about you in your feed. But, you know, really we've talked about the mechanics, Mike, of really yes. getting to this point, but now is the moment of uh, re hitting record. Should you just do your first episode and go blast or you, should you do a trailer or what, what should the podcaster do when they're getting ready to launch their show? Well, I've always subscribed to the uh, theory that podcasts don't really launch like this big launch thing and you have a party and you know, all this, but some people think that. So if you're going to do something like that and you've got a date that you want to go live with episode one, you should do a trailer or what we call episode zero. And that lets you get into all the directories you want to get into before your official launch date. But if you're not that worried about a big launch event or whatever, then you probably don't need a trailer episode or episode zero. You know, you could just start with episode one. Hey, here I am. Maybe do a little description at the beginning of the episode of what the show is going to be about and be done with it. I do kind of think that episode zero is good because what it does is say, hey, I'm, I'm Todd. I'm going to launch a new show about this and maybe two minutes, three mm -hmm. minutes. And the reason for the episode zero is you get it up there. You're really not ready to do the first episode, but it allows you to submit your show to Apple podcast and kind of get set up, get in the gate, get ready to run. Right. It's like sure. you've, you've done everything to get ready. And now you've got your, you got all your listings out there. It's like the prime, the pump is primed. And then when you record your first episode or however you decide to do your first few episodes, you've got, you get those done and then bam, you're all you have to do is all you have to worry about is going in and write your post, uploading your media and hitting publish. And it's kind of like, da da, the pressure's off and you're <laughs> live and well. So I'm a believer in episode zero just from a pressure standpoint. But if you're just kind of getting started and say, I'm going to put episode one up and we'll get out there as we can. That's fine too, but 
again, the, there's no rules here and you can do it your way. That's I always, I always tell this. people when I'm uh, helping them set up something like that and if they got their first episode or their trailer or whatever they're going to put up first, as soon as they hit publish, I go, okay, so now you are a podcaster. Now nobody knows about it. So <laughs> now you got to go submit it to the directories. The main ones that I would say get on first would be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast Index. You get on those three, that covers a lot of apps that people use. And then circle back and get on all the other ones. We have a destination section in both of our systems, so in Publisher and or PowerPress, we have destinations and we have articles on how to get on each one of them. They're all kind of different. Some of them are kind of a pain, but, you know, it's always good to be everywhere. But don't fret about being everywhere right at the get-go. If you get on those three, Google will take care of itself for the most part. There is a way you can kind of force them, but uh, we can help you with that later. But then, you know, circle back and get on some of the lesser ones. That's That would be my suggestion. My my main thought process been for many, many years is I don't care how they listen as long as they listen. And I want mm -hmm. them to listen wherever they listen to podcasts. Sure. So even though Amazon might be less than 1%, I still want my show on Amazon. I still want it on Pandora, iHeart, all those locations. But again, it's not where the majority of people listen to shows. It's a location where you can be found later on. It's not that big of a deal. So like Mike said, you, you don't have to be the first out of the gate with that. And you can do that later. You get those other yeah, ones. I, I like, I, I'm going to be doing uh, some research. That was, that's on my list of things I want to check out. But I'm guessing that 90% of your listeners will be covered if you do Apple, Spotify, Podcast Index, and Google Podcasts. I bet you that's a 90% right there. And Google Podcasts picks shows up automatically after the yeah. first couple of episodes because we do some magic. We basically send out a signal that says, hey, there's a new episode <laughs> out here. And Google is, uh, is listens for that signal. And uh, that's why it's pretty quickly before it's called We Sub Hub Hub. It's yeah. real geeky. <laughs> but uh, basically, Google says, oh, there's a, there's a new post over here. And it, it's used for blogging and everything else. Yeah, of course, we send out podcasting. another single signal to uh, Podcast Index. Yeah, and that basically gets yeah. your show updated very, very quickly so that you yeah. don't have to wait for the RSS feed to be uh, basically uh, pulled by the uh, the platform yeah. stuff thing. But anyway, that's getting real deep, deep yeah. in the weeds here. Certainly. So best way to, I think we've covered everything on the best way to start a podcast, haven't we? Yeah, I believe so. But uh, if you have any suggestions or anything, yeah, be sure to get a hold of us. And the next thing we got coming is the pro tip from the Blueberry Pro production team. Take it away. Thanks, Mike. And what a great conversation you and Todd are having about all of the things that it takes and that you can do to make it easier to start publishing your own podcast. The only thing I'm going to add to that is setting up your social media and batch recording your episodes and maybe integrating a tool like Canva, where you can create social posts for each episode and schedule them right in Canva to go out every time your show airs. It's kind of one-stop shopping. And this isn't a promo for Canva. There are lots of different sorts of publishing platforms, but the one I find to be most convenient is 
the one that gives me the ability to both create the posts and the art that goes with them and publish from the same platform. And the best one I've found to do that with so far is Canva. So the pro tip is batch record your podcast, batch create your social media posts, set them to release automatically, and it's a set it and forget it until you batch record again. This is Kate from the Blueberry Pro production team, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week. And in the meantime, head to podcastinsider.com for more information to subscribe, share, and read our show notes. To check out the latest suite of services and learn how Blueberry can help you leverage your podcast, visit blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the ease because we can't afford them.